following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Wednesday, guys. Welcome to another week of exciting fantasy talk. I am your co-host, Kyle Rennie. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Gary Holt, my new neighbor, Mr. Gary Holt. Yeah. <laughs> Moving in downstairs. Yeah, it'll be so much easier to rip podcasts, the the tiki compound, as we'll call it. Tiki compound, the, the tiki animal house. <laughs> the tiki apartments. Um <laughs> Guys, welcome back. Happy Wednesday, as we said. Um, We are going to start with our incredibly too early, crazy-ass predictions. That's right. None of these are going to make sense. They'll probably change six times over before August. But we're going to give you our first one just for sake of uh, getting some info out there. We'll start with some news, though, however. As of this past weekend, the Tennessee Titans are being considered the favorites to land Julio Jones, which that news itself could actually uh, change up the way my receivers list shakes out in my top 15, but tune in on Friday for that. Um, The Minnesota Vikings attempted to trade up to eight to grab Justin Fields in this year's draft, and ultimately were unsuccessful when Carolina (coughs) took J.C. Horn at eight instead. Roger Goodell is considering a potential retirement at the conclusion of his current CBA deal in 2023, although the majority of owners would prefer that Goodell stays in place. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't. (laughs) Um, For fans' sake, I know the fans aren't super big on Goodell, but he's done everything he's been asked of, and he's been very successful for the owners to make more money. Um, Peter King has stated there's an expected presence growing that in the coming couple seasons we'll see it go from the 17 to the 18 game slate adding two full games and a lot more damage to our livers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish uh, I wish they would cut down on the preseason. Well, they did already this year. This year went from 4-3 to three to suffice for that 17th game. Yeah. So I, I'm going to guess to go to 18, they'd probably go to two preseason games. As a fan, I wish it was two, but I understand the three because you need... Um, your starters need at least a full game. The thing Plus beyond the, that, beyond yeah. your starters, you, you're never going to find your diamonds in a rough. Without stuff like that, so I understand both ends. Plus, the uh, like the fourth game is where you kind of decide who's getting cut. Correct. So they're gonna have to. I I would assume the starters are probably gonna play the full second game. And I think what you're gonna end up seeing is you're gonna see a lot more in camp scrimmages. Yeah. To um, try to get some of this contact and and, and a lot stuff more like of the that. joint camps. I know a lot of teams do that now. Where like Buffalo, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh does it. Buffalo, Cleveland. Cleveland. Um. Yeah, I know a lot of teams like that. It, 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 it adds for competitiveness, and you, you get live looks against um, other squads. Um, the Buffalo Bills today, this morning, Tuesday, restructured Stephon Diggs' contract, creating $7.8 million in space, giving them around $11 million right now. That's big with some of these names on the free agent market that Buffalo could be rounding out what could be a Super Bowl run team. Yeah, um, we were talking earlier, um, a lot of people are pounding the table for Julio, but we're thinking it's going to be more... 
adding two to three pieces that are going to be solid. You're Richard Sherman, you're Kawan Short. Uh, we, it's funny, you and I were texting all day earlier about mm-hmm. uh, Starlo to Lele. Yeah. Did you see the video of him today? I did not. Oh, I'm going to see if I can pull that up real quick. He uh, he looks fast. Fast? For being a well, guy that... He had a year off to get fast. You're right, but nobody really expected him to be... I, uh, the good thing is, is uh, we're getting Star back. Um, he's going to be that gap plugger that we didn't have. But that's it, is they said that he almost looks like he's playing as a three-tech here. That's, yeah. He that's looks, pretty he quick. He actually looks like he's down weight, too. He looks like he's smaller. He's coming around edges fast. Um, I mean, the way that we drafted, it's almost like we're going to tell our D-lineman, hey, you don't have a set position. No, learn all the positions, learn all your blitz coverage, or blitz gaps, and we're going to let you just, because, uh, we're going to mix and match. Both Basham and Rousseau have a lot of interior play. And Rousseau's a lengthy body, and he's more of an edge build. And I mean, I guess... But he wins a lot of I guess that's bats. a thing, if that's what you're trying to build, especially with McDermott having a very expendable defense. Right. What do you do to stop that, then? Ed Oliver can ultimately play inside and outside. AJ Epinesa can do the same thing. And he does a little linebacker, too. Epinesa? Yeah, he does yeah, he's a Yeah, he's a stand-up linebacker at times. Um... I mean, Boogie Basham, pro- or provided he can play inside and outside in college, um, you made comments you saw quite a few sacks out of Rousseau lining up He's inside. He's on the nose yeah. sometimes. Um, so it's it's interesting to see what Buffalo does, but Diggs creates that much cap. Um, you got to think Buffalo is going to look to just add more pieces. I mean, at that point... I don't it, think it's an Ertz play. I don't necessarily think so either. Um, that would be about as much as Ertz's cap space is, however. Right. So it could be for the Earths play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets have hosted former Washington football team right tackle Morgan Moses. Um, both teams that are needy of tackles. Not a shock. Yeah. Uh, a team that's not needy of this position would sign one. The Houston Texans signed running back Rex Burkhead because why not add a fourth running back over the age of 30? <laughs> yeah. I think he'll actually get time there because... Uh... The GM is from New England. Yeah, but, not but then who else? Who do you sit? You've got David Johnson. You've got Mark Ingram. You have Philip Lindsay. You have Rex Burkhead. I'll tell you this much for fantasy aspect. I want nothing to do with any Houston running back. No, not at this all. Year. I think Lindsay gets a lot of carries, and I think um, David Johnson's your bell cow. But then I think you can add um, Rex Burkhead as that other change of pace. I think Ingram's going to be the odd man out here. Oh, I just have that feeling. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get rid of him off my dynasty team ASAP. You won that trade, I think. Yeah, I mean... Who, you, you got a third for him. For next year, I think. Yeah. Um, I just made sure I mortgaged my future or my future down the line Maybe instead of immediately. Maybe I could third into another first-round first, first trade-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, the San Francisco 49ers have hosted... Um, Tight end who took the year off, Delaney Walker, a potential return with the 49ers as he was there uh, to start his NFL career. Yeah, especially um, if they don't have depth behind Kittle. Which they don't because Jordan Reed retired. Right, so um, Kittle with an injury injury uh, history there coming off. Uh, what did he do? Something to his knee? Uh, bl- I don't think it was a knee. I think he broke his foot. Okay, so. Because it wasn't way. a long-term injury last year, but he missed was, a chunk of the inside a, season. I know it was like a leg injury, and a lot of times the legs are tough to um, come back from. Let me see if I can. I think it was a foot, but I'm going to double-check that right now. Um, I, I thought at one point he went out for like a knee injury, like two or three weeks, came back, and then had another bad one. Another uh, separate injury. 
Okay, come on. Tell I, me I could be wrong. I just remember they tried to play him. Fractured bone in his foot. Okay. I wonder if it's that Sammy Watkins type deal. No, Sammy Watkins actually had um, a legitimate, like, reoccurring foot injury that just was not going well for him. Um, but what do you say, Gary, to start this off? Uh, we are going to give our top 15 positional at both the quarterback and tight end position this year. That sounds good to me. Uh, do you want to go backwards? Uh, yeah, we usually actually go backwards. So, for num- from number 15... Uh, quarterbacks? Or? Quarterbacks. On my list, my 15th quarterback in fantasy football this year, I've got Ryan Tannehill. I I tried putting Tannehill on here. I just couldn't. I I don't know what. With uh, losing Corey Davis and Jenny Smith, there's no tight end there. Um He's got Anthony Ferksker, who, I know. who looks okay. It's just, I, I think Juno Smith is just a, a, a notch better, um, and they're going to continue to give Henry the ball. I, I just couldn't fit him in there. I was trying to get some other guys in there that I think uh, were deserving and that have a shot. Uh, my 15 is Joe Burrow, I think, coming back, adding another uh, top receiver talent. I think he can elevate himself into a top 15 fantasy spot. See, I, I saw that you have stars down at the bottom. Those are my... Your honorable mentions, yeah, because of. I saw the other one and I was like, okay, like I wanted to get him in. Gary's got Deshaun Watson on this list. I just which should be telling though, because I, we don't. I don't think he's going to play this year, but but if he plays, if he does. You, he's you have to immediately count him as a top ten, um, which is true because I kind of didn't even think about Watson because like the list I had doesn't even have him have him listed, but he is that talented. Right. It's a and matter of what goes on with his... He's the talent to get a top five. I don't think he has the talent on the team, but if, if you get him another receiver, kind of like Deshaun, or, um, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. he immediately becomes that Well, he gained a, a big guy in Nico Collins, so you never know there. Yeah. Um, at number 14, though, I'm going to go with someone that I've been a fan of, someone that I think is going to have a comeback year. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz here at 14. That's not a bad... Uh... <coughs> A bad uh, spot for him. I I put him up a little higher. Um, I agree that he's going to have like a resurgence. But my fourteen is another guy that I think is going to come back. Um, I think he's in a very good spot. But I have Sam Darnold at number fourteen. I think with how they surrounded him, he's in a much better spot in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey is going to be their bell cow. So there's going to be a run game. And New York had zero run game. Um, they didn't have much receiver talent, and their O line was kind of bad. I know they have Mackay Becton for a season, but other than that, um, he's got a lot more built around him now. And I think if he, all he has to do is be a game manager, kind of like Tannehill, and he can elevate himself. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't have him in my top fifteen, but he's one of those guys that I, I kind of had a fight about doing it, and he's part of the reason where I tried to spice up my list. I wasn't not. I wanted to just. I, I like think I also it spiced it up. I just think it's, it's one of those. It's like it's early. We're correct. Doing... Um. But I've got. Like, I was able to talk myself into a receiver from Carolina in my top 15 for for Friday's show. And that was in part knowing that he's always been a good receiver, but I think Darnold puts him over the top. Uh, Number 13 on my list, I'm going to go Matt Ryan here. Matt Ryan actually didn't even make my list, and I should have probably put him on here, but it was another one of those things where it's like I was trying to spice up my list. Um, Matt Ryan definitely... Like when they're playing from behind, is a good quarterback to have in fantasy because they're just going to throw the ball. Now adding Kyle Pitts, it could be a good chance, but with just, more touchdowns, I just couldn't fit him on my list. He's another one that I could have probably put as an honorable mention on mine. He's definitely going to be top twenty for sure. I just was trying to fit him in my fifteen, and I couldn't find a spot. Who do you have at thirteen though? I have um, Herbert. 
Okay. See, it's a little bit low that I have him on my own list. Um, I know he's lost some talent, namely Hunter Henry. Um, they did add, I believe, Jared Cook there, which is going to be interesting. I just think um, a lot of times, not that you don't improve, but with a rookie season like that, I think he's going to see just a bit of regression, not a ton. Um, I think the thing as well, though, is we saw him very well produce without having his top receiving running back threat in Austin Eckler, who I think has a big bounce back here as well. So I think that that could play in as well to right. this. We'll see. And I, like I said, it's one of these early lists. It's hard to rank these guys because a lot of the top 15, 20 guys are talented, really talented players. So, Absolutely. Um, next on my list, number 12. People are going to chastise me for this. I'm going with Tom Brady. I have Tom Brady um, very high. I have him at 12 still. I mean, he's he's still producing, yes. But the thing that I've realized is a lot of these guys ahead of him are more dual-threat quarterbacks, can also produce on the ground. And all it takes is one injury for, for Tampa on the receiver core to not look as talented right away. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he won't have a good year, but I think there will be t- people better. Who do yeah. you got at 12? Uh, my 12, and I didn't really like putting this here. kind of made me gag a little bit, but I have Kirk Cousins. Um, Are you playing with the Blake Bortles theory, where they're going to be playing from behind and a lot of garbage time a, throwing? A lot of that, too, but also because his job is on the line. Um, Fair enough. We had the news about them wanting to trade up for Justin Fields. They go and draft Kellen Mond late. Kellen Mond's not... A, a terrible quarterback. Um, he's got a lot to work on, but there was a lot of talent with Kellen Mond, and if they're like, hey, Cousins is not working out, uh, let's just let the rookie do it, and then we'll draft high next year. Uh, kind of like a Minshew thing. But uh, I think Cousins is going to be playing for his job, uh, going to be playing from behind, so I think they end up. he could end up in the top 15. I like it. Um, number 11 on my list here. This is your guy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you have him on your list, actually. I've got Jalen Hurts here at 11. No, I, I couldn't fit him in. I think he could be another top 20 guy. I, I think the easier schedule against teams that were not good against quarterback last year, coupled with the fact that he's a very good dual threat, um, I'm not even saying that he's going to be like the guy forever. Mm-hmm. I do think he'll have a good year, though, this year. Right, I think he's going to... I think they're going to stick with him. I think he'll at least see out his rookie contract because they're going to want to see what improvements he can make. Uh, My 11, I have Carson Wentz. Um, We talked about earlier, we think he's going to have a resurgence. I think he can get as high as 11, possibly higher, depending on um, what type of year he has. I think he's a better quarterback. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers total, but in this point in his career, he's got more talent. I think... Wentz could elevate the Colts just a notch higher. Um, it, I just, to me, this is obviously Wentz is make or break kind of thing, but I think he's going to have a resurgence. Absolutely. Um, it's it's one of those hard things where you have to kind of start thinking and, and working onto it where, like, okay, what's the next step here? Where is Carson Wentz this bad, or is it, Philadelphia didn't put the parts around him. Right. I think Indianapolis' offense as a whole is a big step better than Philadelphia. And was. I think it'll fit his type of play a little bit. Better. Agreed. Uh, number ten on my list. It's a guy you actually had later. I'm gonna go Joe Burrow here mm-hmm. at at ten. 
Um, three good receiving options. They mm-hmm. still don't necessarily have a tight end. You've got Joe Mixon, who should be able to carry this, and you've built a line in front of him. I think Burrow is is ripe for being hitting that stride next, mm-hmm. and I'm going to confidently say he's a top ten quarterback this year. Since he could kind of be a dark horse this year. Yes. <clears throat> They built their defense well. Well, they built their defense well in the offseason, too. Yeah, their defense is what's going to have to make some of those games because I think their offense is going to be just fine. Uh, Where are we at, 10? Yes. Um, I ended up having Lamar at 10. Um, I'm not. The Ravens fans are throwing things at their their phone screens. You and I aren't huge on Lamar Jackson, but he's that that dual threat guy. I don't don't know. His arm is just not great. they did have add some receiver talent, but that's not going to change their offensive game style. I just I don't think that he's going to be a top five guy. Um, maybe as a if, as a runner, he might get those those points. And that not. was that was the only reason I didn't have him at ten is because I know he's still going to scramble and he's still going to pick up yardage with his feet. It's and just going to depend because when they play the good teams, he they all the good correct. teams stop you're, him. You're absolutely right on that because that's I did an entire theory about that. Yeah, I know. Um, you did all the paperwork and whatnot. I, I I made a Ravens fan a believer. But no, um I I'm gonna openly say I'm not against you on that one. And I don't see him being a top five quarterback, that's for sure. No. That's why I put him at ten. I'm like it's some teams could figure him out again. Uh, it just depends on the defense, you know, and who who's gonna play. Um, pick number nine for me. I know I've gawked at your list and you have him a lot higher. I'm going to go with the Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't know the last time Stafford was ranked as a top 10 quarterback. Uh, I think he's going to immediately be an upgrade for the Rams. Yeah. I don't know he's going to immediately be a top five, which it's, it's possible. He's always had the arm strength and never had the talent around him. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm comfortable saying I would draft him as a... Low end QB one. Mm-hmm. If I if somebody's sleeping on him and you've got people uh, blowing up Brady and Ryan as those back half mm-hmm. QB ones, and I can get him as a as a high end backup, I'm mm-hmm. jumping all day over Matt Stafford as a high end backup. Right. Um, but I'll happily put Stafford at nine. Who do you got? I have uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, <clears throat> I'm not really a Baker believer. I think he's a solid game manager too. Um, but I think that I believe what this is his fourth year now. It's, yes. So he's kind of improved every year, and I think with bringing the Browns to the playoffs, um, he's going to have another chip on his shoulder. Hey, let's get further. So I think he could have another solid year. They're getting Odell back. Whether or not Odell adds to their offense or not, it definitely adds the threat. But if he has any kind of production like he has, then it's not going to be very good um, for Odell and Baker's sake. Um, But I think Baker Mayfield could end up in a top-10 spot here. Uh, I actually do not have Baker on my top 15 whatsoever. I I almost didn't want to put him in here, but then I decided last minute, I'm like, uh, I'm going to stick him in here. I think he's got the potential. I, I'm not saying he's going to be, but it, there's definitely that what-if kind of thing. Fair enough. Uh, number eight on my list, I've got him quite a bit higher than you do. This is where I'm going Justin Herbert. Um, his numbers alone with having no line to really protect him much, building a line, putting a star above him. Um, they're, they're really trying to build around everything he's got. And I couldn't be happier. I think Herbert's going to be the guy. I think he's 
I've got him at eight, but I think he is a top five potential guy this year. If he can throw the way he threw last year at the back half, I think it's seriously possible. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a very talented quarterback. Um, he could end up being in maybe another season or two a top five guy. He's very, uh, very good arm, and we'll see what he does. You know, let's see where are we at eight. Uh, yes, I have Dak at eight. I think he could potentially be much higher, um, but I put him at eight just because he's coming off a bad injury. Um, and the Cowboys run game kind of struggled towards the end of the year. And I don't know if that's because of Dak leaving or getting injured. Um, but if they don't have a run game, then I think it's going to be tougher for them to move the chains. Absolutely. Not that I'm saying Dak can't do that with his arm, but you see it when teams get one dimensional against the better teams. It's just kind of, it's tough to make some things happen. I, uh, see, I, I get that. And that's where that's why we get to do this is we're gonna both view things differently. We get to be the devil on your shoulder to mm-hmm. sometimes tell you, no, we don't both agree on that statement. Um, my number seven, this is the highest I'll put him this year. I have Lamar Jackson at seven. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. The arm strength is going to limit him and what he can do as a passing quarterback. He still does have that dual threat ability. He will be a top ten quarterback, but. Big butt here. As we saw last year, a lot of people overdrafted him because of that huge year two years mm-hmm. ago and did not get nearly the same quarterback as... I mean, you had him in our league. I took him in the third round as like a gamble. I'm like, oh, I'm in a good spot here. Let me. Would take- you have taken him in the third round again if you had, if no. you got to redraft? No, I probably would have taken... Well, I wanted Mahomes, but somebody took Mahomes, I think. Yeah. I was just going to say, screw it, I'll take Mahomes higher and kind of um, take that gamble, but... Uh, he went, I think, in... I he would have gone the first round. I was going to say, I think he was a first round, and I'm like... Uh, we I always really have like, those one guy in, the, in our I league. don't really like taking quarterbacks that high, but there's two or three that it's like, it's yeah, worth it. This And Lamar being the MVP last year, I'm like, maybe he can put it back-to-back. I, this I year I this mean, year coming out of Buffalo, uh, I think it's it's safe to know none of us are going to get Josh Allen in any of our homer right. leagues because Josh somebody's going to draft him in the first, over, <laughs> in the first round. Um... But no, Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, I just... There's a real deal called regression. And his tape comes out, either you prove that you're a quarterback that can make things happen and be a magician, or you prove to be a one-trick pony. And and the the verdict isn't out that he isn't a one-trick pony. And um, the same quarterback that we as Bills fans had in Tyrod Taylor ran the same type of offense. And Tyrod Taylor was good on the ground, too. was good, that dual threat. But when we had to play from behind... Or when we had to throw the ball, we would lose games. It's almost the exact same thing, just Lamar's a little more athletic. A little more athletic. He has a stronger arm than Tyrod yes. had. But, again... It's the same thing. You, you, you watch, see, it's almost like look, look at image. Look at the Bills' playoff game against him. How they how they locked him down and shut him down. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I figured we'd start seeing. Um, who do you got at number seven on yourself? My number seven is Kyler Murray. Um he has to put it together to not get his coach fired. They were saying uh, Cliff Kingsbury's on the hot seat this year for whatever reason. Um, but I think Kyler Murray is very talented, um, adding more to his receiving core. Uh, both AJ Green, uh, Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore. Yeah, I, I don't know. What they they it's Rondell Moore. They because Rashawn Bateman's not there. Right. It's um, more. And uh, they did sign a running back. James Conner, right? Yes. So, I mean, 
I wasn't a huge Kenyon Drake guy, but uh, having a one-two punch, uh, James Conner's not... He's going to be the starter. He's not going to be a starter, but he's. I think he's a very good complimentary number I two. I do as well. Um, I You know, I don't hate that you have Kyler this low, because there's definitely talent that can go above him. I had to battle, because I actually the list I was looking at to kind of loosely base mine had him at three, and I could not pull myself to do that. Um, I'm going to go with the guy I know you have much higher at six here. The reigning MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The reason I put him at six is we don't know what's going on with his future. And it's honestly the reason that I switched up my receiver rankings a little. Is we don't yeah. know what's going on with his future. Um, yeah, I don't trust Jordan Love to give Devontae Adams 12 touchdowns. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers belongs on this top ten list. Right. But Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is a top four quarterback. Aaron Rodgers elsewhere might be a top 12 quarterback. It's, yeah, it depends on the situation. Is he going to land in Houston? Houston, or is he going to be on another team that's a playoff contention? Exactly. Who do you got at six, Gary? So my number six, and I wanted him higher, but I just couldn't get it there, uh, was Russell Wilson. Um, they did add some receiver talent there. Lost a little bit of tight end talent. Um, <clears throat> I think the problem with him not getting a little bit higher is the offensive line. I still think they don't have the offensive line help. He's been pounding the table, get me offensive line help. Um, there's a reason that <clears throat> uh, apparently in the news or he went on some show, said something, and the Seahawks were not happy with it. Um, so there's a little bit of friction there. So I don't know. I don't know if that's going to play into a little bit of regression, but I still think he could be – he could squeak into that top five. No problem. Um, number. I could be wrong about that going on TV thing, but I thought no, he I thought he I made read something. his um. It was earlier this off season. His manager made a comment about him not being happy there, and that's what started to spark the speculation of trades. Um, number five for me. This is where I have Kyler Murray finally. Uh, or yes, Kyler Murray. I, I like Kyler a lot. Um, I was super high on him and the entire Cardinals team last year, and they did have quite a bit of a... They just kind of shit the bed. Yes. However, I still think Kyler's a very good quarterback. I could see him being almost better, but I, I saw somebody the other day post who's going to have the next... Um, who who has the next Josh Allen-esque step forward? And I think it's Kyler. They've given him the talent. They've got everything around him. He has the ability to take or to make moves on his feet. I'm gonna go with Kyler being the guy. Uh, so Kyler's my number five. Who uh, who do you got next? My number five. Uh, you had him a lot lower, but uh, I have Tom Brady at number five. Um, I think year two in the system. They sort of kind of got really hot towards the end of the year. I think that was kind of playing into okay. Tom Brady's getting more comfortable with the system, more comfortable with the receivers. So he can end up putting together a really good season. Um, I think it's the same offense. Uh, They didn't lose anybody. The only thing I'm a little bit worried about is what kind of run game we're going to see. Are we going to see playoff Lenny, or is it going to be how he was throughout the year? Um, Regardless, I think Tom Brady could end up with a kind of like a um, how Peyton Manning went out, where he was like, okay, I threw for 40 touchdowns and then kind of retired. So I think that kind of could be the the thing that happens here where he's going to have that really good year and then kind of fizzle out towards the end here. Yeah. Um, Into the top five here, though. Um, One of the guys, you just had him at six. I've got him at four. 
Uh, dang Russ. Russ Wilson, really, he's able to make all the stuff work. I like what Russ is capable of. No matter how bad that line is, he still has making the making the option there that he makes plays happen. He extends mm-hmm. them. He he scores. I like Russ. Let Russ cook, and Russ will produce. So top five, fourth overall, give me Russ Wilson. I like it. Like I said, I think he can <coughs> squeak in there. I just was trying to play it around in my head a little bit. Uh, my number four, I have Matt Stafford. Um now that he's got a lot of talent around him, um, a better receiving core, better tight ends, um, I think he could kind of have a resurrection in his career and end up being a top five quarterback. I like it. Uh, number three for me. Buffalo fans are going to come out swinging now. Josh Allen's three. Um, not as much of what he's going to do, but as much as what the other two I think will do more than him. Mm-hmm. Josh is still the guy. He was number one in fantasy last year. Um, but in the same way, and I guess the same way that I, I view it from the way Mahomes was two years ago. People got mad at me in that. Sometimes these guys are still going to produce, but they might regress. Right. That stat line Allen threw last year is going to be very tough to duplicate. I'd love to see him do it. Especially if they have an improved run game. Correct. And I'd love to see him do it, but to overdraft that guy... For the sake of saying I have Josh Allen, it's just mm-hmm. it's not practical fantasy. Uh, so I got Josh Allen here at three. I see a little like a little decrease in it, or at least the same level. And mm-hmm. I think that others can do something else about it. What do you got here? So I have a two with an asterisk on it. Um, whether uh. you, I'm sorry, three. We're at three. Yes. I have Pat Mahomes at three. Um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, Pat Mahomes could be anywhere from one to three. I think he's going to be at three only because they still don't really have a number three receiver. McCole Hardman um, hasn't put it together. Byron Pringle's not the guy. I don't know if they uh, – they did draft Cornell Powell, um, but I don't see him being an elite number three receiver as a rookie. Uh, they still have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. They got Clyde. Um, I just – until they get that number three receiving spot solidified, I just I can't see him being able to put it in game in and game out with just two receiver or two weapons. Fair enough. Uh, number two on my list. This is one of the guys that you had quite a bit lower. I'm going Dak Prescott here mm-hmm. at two. Dak was on pace last year to far and away be the best option, like the best guy. As a quarterback in fantasy. I made trades. I had Dak mm-hmm. and Deshaun. I traded Deshaun and shot myself in the foot because of the injury. But I truthfully, truthfully think that Dak's going to come back to form. You're going to have... Who would they have? CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee um, Lamb in Michael year Gallup. two. Michael Gallup's there. They drafted C. Mifi Hoko. Um, Amari Cooper, obviously. So I'm going with, with Dak here at two. And now your second. Yeah, so before jumping the gun, my second uh, as an asterisk, but I have Aaron Rodgers here, depending on what he does with the Packers. I personally don't think he plays for the Packers this season. They, I was reading an article today, and the Packers are digging in and going to try to call his bluff. And I think Aaron Rodgers is too smart for them. I think he's going to say, Yo, you know what? I'm not playing this year, so you guys are going to have to play Jordan Love, and we'll deal with it in the offseason. And... 
he's just going to hang out and do what he's going to do all season. But if he does play, that's why it's an early kind of thing. I know I'm contradicting myself. If he does play, it's a definite one to three spot for him, but I have him at two. Fair enough. Uh, my number one, I want Patrick Mahomes. He makes all the right moves. He's calm, cool, collective. Um, I. It's a hard time for me to say that he's not the number one, and I know he had a couple games last year where he struggled in the middle of the season. But for the most part, you want consistency and a guy who's going to average you probably 25-plus a, a week. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's Patrick Mahomes. Who do you got, Gary? So uh, with this, I tried not being a homer, but um, I have Josh Allen at one. He finished as the best fantasy player, not just quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> I do think that there will be a regression. I don't think he's going to be the best fantasy player, but I think he could still end up as the top quarterback. Um we're adding Emmanuel Sanders, uh, still have Gabe Davis. Um, if we add another tight end, there's another uh, possibility. I, I think he still is going to have a very good season. I think he's going to throw for 30 touchdowns still. Um, and with an improved run game, I think that adds for a little bit more of a passing style running back. We did sign Matt Breda. Um, it, Singletary's not really a pass-style catching back. He's more of the one-cut kind of back. Uh, Zach Moss is more of just the ground-and-pound. So if Breda becomes the pass-catching back, that's another kind of um, tool for Allen to use. I just think that he could end up as the number one still. Even though it's not the number one overall fantasy player, I still think he's got a potential. Um, he's another one of those guys that I think could be a one to three. And I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm just trying to you know, look at the big picture. Alrighty, uh, on to position number two, though, tight end. Gary, I think what we might be smart doing here is giving our 15 through 11 as kind of like a honorable mention and then giving the top 10 with a little bit of forward here. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go 15 to 11. Uh, number 15, I have Pat Freermuth for Pittsburgh. I have Adam Troutman from New Orleans at 14. I have Logan Thomas from the Washington football team at 13. I have Rob Gronkowski, tight end of Tampa, out of, at 12. And I have Irv Smith Jr., tight end from Minnesota, at 11. So, it's funny. I also have Pat Fearmouth at 15. <laughs> I think um, that Ebron is going to be kind of out in that offense. Um, but 14, I have Tyler Higby. 13, I have Austin Hooper. 12, I have Mark Andrews. I know Ravens fans are going to be pounding the door and bursting through that I didn't rank any of their players very high. Uh, I have 11, Logan Thomas. I like it. Um, my number 10, I have tight end out of Green Bay, Robert Tunyon. Uh, a guy who didn't necessarily have a whole bunch of yardage last year. Touchdown dependent. He was a touchdown machine. And that's this is something where I'm going to continue him at 10 as well, just because even if it is not mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers... Tunyon would have been practicing with Jordan Love in, in camp last year. Right. Um, so I think Tunyon still has red zone dependency and will be a touchdown machine. Uh, who do you got at 10? So my 10 is uh, Janu Smith. Um, I They're listing Hunter Henry as the number one tight end in New England right now on the depth chart. Um, so I think they're going to run that two tight end set. But I have Janu Smith at 10. I think more likely... If um, Mac Jones is the starter, I think he's going to have more production. Cam's, I don't know, I, I don't want to say Cam's not a passer, but they're going to use Cam to run a lot. 
Um, and they still don't really have much in the receiving core. So I still think with uh, either quarterback, he can end up being a top 10 tight end. But I, I think with Mac Jones, both those tight ends are going to be a little bit higher. See, that was what, what I was concerned with is knowing which tight end was, was going to get that. And that's the only reason I didn't have either of them in my top list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's wrong because I think that they will be productive. Yeah, right. I'm just not to a point where I know who's going to be the productive one yet. Um, number nine on my list. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts here. Upside to be a top four tight end. Easily. Um, in terms of where you should project and draft, probably around this level because if he is the number five, you know someone's going to jump early and draft him at 40, and I'm not comfortable right. with that being a guy who we don't know yet that well. So I'm going to go nine for Pitts. Who do you got, Gary? So my nine is Hunter Henry. I put him back-to-back just because it was one of those, do we know who's going to be who? Um, they're Like I said, they're listing Hunter Henry as the starter. Um, but with Mac Jones, I think, obviously, like I said, going to be higher on this list. But I think both those tight ends have the chance to be in a top ten spot because that's all New England really has right now. They don't really have a solidified number one receiver. Um they do, they do have a run game. I think it's going <clears> to <throat> be their focal point of their offense. Um, but usually two tight end um, systems succeed when there's a good run game. I like it. Um, number eight on my list, I have Dallas Godert from Philadelphia here. Um, someone's going to have to step in and take the the spot that it seemingly is that Zach Ertz is going to give mm-hmm. up. Godert had a good year last year before the injury. I'm going to think that he still continues that year, and I will put him at eight. Mm-hmm. So my eight is Noah Font. I think if Drew Locke has any type of improvement, that Font's going to end up in a top ten spot here. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. Just depends on if he's going to get the um, the targets. You know what? I couldn't agree more, though, because my number seven is also Noah Font. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think Noah Font's going to take the next step. He was a good fantasy producer last year at tight end. He was given some options. He also dealt with injuries. He had the concussion midway through the year. But I think he's willing to take the next step and ready to take the next step this year. So I got Font at seven. Who do you have at seven? My number seven, uh, we flip-flopped him, so I have Godert. Um, a young quarterback's best friend are usually tight ends. So yep. Uh, I think Hertz is going to be looking there early and often. Um, I think he could have a very good year with uh, Hertz at the helm. I like it. Um, my number six, I think you've got Okay, you do have him in the same spot. I went Mike Gusecki out of Miami. Um, again, young quarter, young quarterback, going to want and going to need um, a good tight end. Gusecki proved last year he can still produce. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't produce again this year. Uh, and I will jump on the Mike Gusecki train at the right price for sure. Um, I had Mark Andrews here, and then I did some thinking. I'm like, I'm going to put him a lot lower. Um, I also have Mike Gusecki. Uh, we'll see what Tua can do with him. He had a very good season with Fitz at the helm. A little bit less with Tua, but I think, uh, like I said, young quarterbacks tend to really like their tight ends. But... Uh, I, 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 the reason I took Mark Andrews out of here is because I'm thinking, okay, Baltimore got th- three new receiving weapons for Lamar. They drafted two, and they signed Sammy Watkins. 
they want to get that receiving receiving game uh, going more than just the dump passes to the tight end. Right. So I think Andrews is going to see a lot less targets. They're still going to ground and pound, still run those RPOs, still run those read options. Um, but I still think um, the receivers are going to see more targets now than the tight end because that's what they're going to try to make Lamar do. Fair enough. Uh, my number five on the list is Mark Andrews. Um, he's proven production in the past. I think he will still be given the option to be a producer, and I think that's going to be based on the fact that they're going to try to be able to open up the red zone again. He's a very productive red zone threat. He didn't have as many games. He also had some injuries last year. I think he bounces back um, at least enough to be worth your while as a top five tight end. Who do you got here at five? I have Pitts, and my thinking here is we know he's the athletic freak. Um, They're not planning on having Julio, so where do the targets go? It's going to go to Ridley uh, and Pitts. I don't think Hurts, Hurst, I'm sorry, Hurst is going to see as many targets because obviously you drafted a tight end that high for a reason, um, and Pitts is going to see a lot of out wide uh, against some smaller safeties, some linebackers. So he's going to see a lot of mismatches. Um, so I think Matt Ryan's going to see those mismatches and go, hey, rookie, just keep going and get open. I like it. Uh, number four, the guy I'm a huge fan of here, I'm going TJ Hawkinson with Detroit. Someone has to catch passes in Detroit. Um, Hawkinson was very good last year. Hawkinson was one of the few, or was one of the highest average points per game tight ends. Uh, the problem is he would either put up 20 to 25 points a game or he would put up like three, four points. Um, but I like Hawkinson here at four as an option. Um, Gary, how about your number four? So my number four is also Hawk. Um, with the quarterback swap, I think uh, doesn't really matter. I th- they're both similar quarterbacks. I think uh, Matt Stafford is obviously a lot better than Jared Goff, but Jared Goff uh, is still going to be able to use his tight ends. Um, and with a, I wouldn't say poor receiving core, but not as good as he's used to, I think he's going to say, hey, the tight end's going to be my best friend. Fair enough. Uh, my number three. This might get people pissed. I'm going to go with George Kittle coming in at three. It's not that I don't like Kittle. Kittle's a good player. Kittle's dealt with some injuries. Um, but I also really think that there's a higher option that has a better schedule that is Gary. I know somebody you're a big fan of said I would put in at number two. Um, but I'm going to go Kittle at three, still a powerhouse tight end who can put points up and still worth the, the, the amount here. So my three, uh, is Darren Waller. I wanted to put him higher, but, um, I, Derek Carr's not the quarterback that, uh, people think he is. I think, um, Derek, I, I think they did just re-sign him. No. Or did they, they give him an extension? He's had an extension. So, I don't know. They're, um, Gruden, I think, was another one of those coaches that they said is going to be on the hot seat for this season. Um, with that being said, I think Waller's still a very good quarterback, or very good tight end, but with the quarterback play, I just, until they get a top 10 top 15 quarterback, 
Um, I don't see him taking that jump to two or three. Or two, uh, I'm sorry, one or two. Uh, so, I mean, that is my guy. I am going to go with Darren Waller at two. Darren Waller's got a cakewalk schedule. The Raiders don't have the toughest schedule. Um, and for everything against maybe not liking Derek Carr, I like the or the option of what he did last year with him. He was very good at getting those dumb passes and letting Waller do the work. Uh, so I'm going to go Darren Waller, too, just because I really do think that he's got a chance to to really produce this year. He's one of the top targets there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely got the ceiling to be a one or two guy. Um, I just was I just couldn't convince myself with Derek Carr quarterback still. I understand. Um, my number two is Kittle. Uh, no matter who's quarterback there, whether it be Lance or Garoppolo, that's a guy you're going to want to look to early and often. Um, Garoppolo's going to need to play his ass off this year to win the job. They drafted Lance at three for a reason, so uh, you're going to look to your more comfort um Comfortable guys, you know who's going to catch the ball and score. So two is Kittle and uh, could end up being a number one guy, you know. Uh, I think we both are in agreement here. Uh, number one, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to change they, until he kind of gets out of his um, prime. prime. Um, they got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's their whole gimmick there. Who, whoever the matchup's going to be that week is going to get the uh, targets. Um, but you know Travis Kelsey's going to get at least, he's going to put you in a double-digit points every week, no matter what team he plays. Yeah, um, so I'm more than happy to accept that. He's by by, an, by far and away the best tight end there. Um, but, Gary, we got that down. Halfway to go. Uh, next week, running backs receiver, or uh, Friday, running backs and receivers. We'll uh, talk about that, figure out who we want to rank, rank where, and... By the time they're listening to that episode, we'll be uh, listening to a Mark Chestnut. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, unless Gary's got anything else he wants to say. No. Um, thanks for all. Oh, we got our numbers. We're improving. It's really cool. Yeah. Thank you to all 11,000 of you that are listening to us. Uh, keep sharing it. Tell your friends. Maybe not tell the people in your own league because you want to leg up this year. Um Give us a like on Facebook, on Twitter, follow along. We're always open to talk with you guys. All of our new listeners, go back and listen to some of our draft stuff so that you can... uh, See what we're thinking and how we're feeling. And uh, kind of see who's going to be good as rookies this year. If you're in one of those dynasty leagues, we did a little bit of digging. We know a little bit uh, more about some rookies than... uh, We know one, two, three things or so. Yeah, so... Uh, But guys, until next time... You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. And Gary and I, Gary and I'll show you exactly where to find them. See you guys.